Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Chrome Dome Radio. I'm Chris, and uh, there's Zach. I never get to introduce myself. <laughs> I know. All right. Uh, I wanted to start this week's episode off by uh, wishing all of our friends in California the best uh, and the firefighters who are out there risking their lives. Uh, if you would like to make a contribution to the relief efforts in California, there's a GoFundMe page. It's titled Campfire, nope, Campfire Fighter, Campfire Firefighter Disaster Fund. Dude, Say that three times fast. I'm telling you, that's that a, a terrible serious. name for a, for a charity. <laughs> and I'll throw a link up in the YouTube description so that you can find that easily. Please Ain't do. no hashtag for that. <laughs> and yeah. uh, on today's episode, we have a special guest. Mike Esser is on the show. What's up? What's up? Mike is a fitness specialist and an overall health whiz. What's I do up, what man? I can. How are you guys doing? I'm pre- I appreciate you coming by. It's fantastic to hang out in your very cleverly dressed room. You like that? I do. I think anybody who's been following the show knows that we make we make minor changes, minor tweaks, and updates as we go. Mm-hmm. This is our fancy new table. It's really it's it's amazing. This is a this is a Pinterest. Yeah. <laughs> I should have I should have actually posted this on Pinterest. This is good stuff. Well, you thanks could, for having me. This you is, could sell several of these. So, uh, yeah, you probably could actually. So, as a health whiz, we wanted to uh, ask you things because Zach and I we try to be healthy. I dabble. We dabble in, in the health realm. It's kind of important. Yeah, mm-hmm. why is that? I mean, <laughs> so life is kind of important when you're actually living. And, um, you know, being healthy is one of those things that helps keep you alive. Yeah. So what is it What is it exactly that you do? So um, I actually have a bachelor's degree in exercise and health science. And I've been teaching martial arts and exercise and as a personal trainer and group instructor and um, all, all sorts of different aspects for most of my life. And uh, I just, I'm fascinated by it because I think if you have a healthier, um, more balanced physical entity that leads to better adaptations in your mind and in your general overall wellness, because uh, that encompasses like your spirituality and your uh, your stress levels, everything is kind of centered around, you know, how you feel. So you would say you'd probably take like a more holistic approach? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, everything's connected. I'm an absolute sage when it comes down to fitness advice. I mean, you can't take one thing and make it. A book and say this book is right it's like a philosopher poet scientist is mike is the kind of person like i'll ask him a general question and then i'll have to go look like grab my dictionary after <laughs> i'm done listening to the explanation but i'm always enriched so that's the important part and uh i've been kind of on like a uh, deep dive on like youtube for the past like few weeks just trying to figure out how to get swole because, you know, I'm all about that life. and uh, Life gains, gains with a Z. In, uh, in light of that, I ended up coming up with a ton of questions <laughs> that are probably way too specific. Uh, but I'm Do you gonna, have them written down? I do. Excellent. I do. I'm going to ask them, too. So uh, this it's, is kind of just... Let me preface a, your questions, though, okay. really, because when... He's it, seen them. <laughs> this because is not I've fresh. No, but really, when you're starting to talk about science in general, it really needs to be stated that science is not an exact science, science entity. Oh, oh gotcha. Fixed it. Yeah, no, it's not an exact business because science is being practiced always. Mm-hmm. And you're dealing with statistics and you're dealing with like all of the statistical elements that are associated with data. Mm-hmm. And so that's becoming a big thing nowadays, and people are, are starting to understand how data is used, which is great for society. Um, it's also really good for like the fitness industry and the health sciences because there's a lot of chaff out there yeah. with the wheat. Um, like you know, people are saying like ketogenesis. Oh yeah, the keto diet. I'm like no, it goes way Different. before that. 
And people just pick up what's new and they run with it and it makes a lot of people unhealthy. It can hurt you. It can cause unintended side effects. So, um, it can cause it, people to eat nothing but raw meat. Hmm. That's, much, a, uh, that's yeah, a thing. Yeah, I mean, like ignore <laughs> pre-existing conditions. Like, hey, yeah, let me just yeah. eat a lot of fat and a lot of protein and ignore my pre-existing family history of heart disease. Or try to cure cancer with potassium. Like those things happen too. Uh, it's, it's one of those things. There's a lot of science out there that's bunk science. Uh, there's just an enormous amount of problems for 99.9% of the studies that we cite for uh, dietary and nutrition stuff, especially, especially. with nutritional work. Yeah. yeah, because of uh, epidemiology is usually the, the method that they use. And it, if you know anything about epidemiology, it's long-term studies, but that are self-reported. Uh, and if you know anything about people, what they like to do is lie about how healthy they are. Dude, I'm so healthy. Yeah, I I eat nothing but kimchi and and you know brown rice, and that. I mean, I do. Yeah, well, I know. <laughs> <laughs> From time to time, you throw some meat in there every now and then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I had some sausages this morning. So, but I have a just a kind of like broad like set of questions. Some about nutrition, a lot about training, and uh, I figured I'd just uh, throw them at you. And we can just go rapid fire yeah, or I mean, get, we can do that. get a little that deeper works. if we want to. But the other side of the coin is like when, when you introduce yourself as a health whiz, you also got a caveat like, I don't know everything. Nobody you knows don't? everything. Nobody Zach, knows. you told me he knew everything. I, I, this is news to me. <sighs> I know a lot, but His I don't knowledge know is finite. Like, how did you even get in the room? I just <laughs> passed security. <laughs> I'm also a part-time ninja. We've got to hire a new security. It's yeah. just the dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was really so, happy to see me. But all right, so let's just jump right in. Uh, first, like this, I feel like this is a common misconception that people have, uh, and I just wanted to throw it out uh, off the bat right away. But targeted fat loss, impossible, right? Um, yeah, but there are mechanical means for it, so it's painful. Please elaborate. Liposuction. Yeah. yeah. It's out there. They have the laser. If you can tolerate it. It'll come back. Yeah. They have a laser treatment that uh, apparently like you can get your fat burned off and then you excrete it out of your urinary tract. So that's... What? Yeah. That's, you piss out fat? That's uh, They offer it... It's like 30 bucks in the Philippines. Uh, <laughs> that's like the standard price of everything in the Philippines. <laughs> but I, you know, and I went to the Philippines and... You remember how it was there. Every oh, yeah. meal is a Lazy Susan with an endless buffet oh, on yeah. it. So I gained like 15 pounds in Easily. the month I was there. And uh, I was like, well, maybe laser off some belly fat. Yeah. It's like one of those photo out. booths at the fair where you jump in there with like your sweetie and you take like six or seven photos. <laughs> <laughs> you like get fat burned off of like six or seven body parts. Yeah. Just call it a day. That's what I like. So uh, along the same lines... Can you burn fat and build muscle at the same time without being overweight or using steroids? And uh, if so, what sort of programming would be optimal for this goal? What that, sort of nutrition? That's a huge question. Yeah, yeah. That's, Loaded. So I started small, and then I, I went big yeah, right off the bat. Right, this is a sprint. So let's let's just take it apart. Uh, you know, First of all, is it possible to burn fat and, uh, and gain muscle at the same time? Well, like we talked about earlier, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to broaden the scope of this real quick because... Mm-hmm. When you're talking about burning fat or building muscle or um, any of these processes, they are indeed just that. They're chemical reactions that are processes that you have um, a forward and a backward state existing simultaneously. And that's the way these equilibriums work. And you're essentially shifting your body out of an equilibrium, which is known as homeostasis. Mm -hmm. And by introducing some new kind of stimulus in either a new activity level or uh, what you're eating, something something else you're taking into your body, that all shifts 
what your body's metabolic processes are doing, building or burning. So increased work or increased or decreased caloric intake? Uh, Just change. We'll put it change. Okay. Because you can say increase or decrease, but you can also change the quality of what you're putting into your body too. That's true. Yeah. So there's kind of like an X, Y, and a Z component to that. But um, if you want to burn fat and build muscle simultaneously, so you're you're trying to stimulate your body's uh, catabolic responses to build muscle and anabolic responses to break stuff down, um, you can do that. Because primarily the mechanisms that are associated with building skeletal muscle and increasing bone density and all the big physical benefits of exercise are stimulated by external stress, force. Mm-hmm. The, the little cells that are in your body that say, oh, dude, we need more of that. Um, yeah. they, are, they are stimulated by stress. Mechanical mm-hmm. tension, uh, what uh, muscle damage, mm-hmm. and then uh, what metabolic uh, exhaustion, that kind of thing. Now, if you're talking about specifically like muscle building, muscle and I'm, bone I'm, density, you're talking I'm, about. I'm coming like, at it from a resistance training. Like uh, that would be the stimulus. That would okay. be the stimulus. You're looking for force, right? You're looking for newtons, and yeah. that's that's it, really. Um, you can't just eat something and gain more muscle. Mm-hmm. You can eat. You can bring the raw materials into the workshop, but you have to actually do the work, right? And specifically, the things that you would uh, need to eat after you would work would be like protein and. Well, that's one of your next questions. Yeah. yeah so let's the... not jump the gun too hard. But in order to stimulate the fat burning processes, you you would have to. Or I would. I would. I don't even like the term fat burning because that's stupid. You don't burn it. You don't light it on fire. There's no oxidation. There are cells that shrink. No, there are cells right? that provide food for or fuel for a metabolic process. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's the same. It's like the same thing. If you you know, like burning calories. You can't right. actually burn a calorie. Right. Because it's a measurement. Oh, yeah, it's not a not. We've been talking about it all wrong this whole time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just it's one of those things, man. They're like, I'm, I'm a I went to school for it, and every time I hear it, I'm like, ah. Well, the metaphor I need kind to educate. of educate <laughs> the metaphor. Spread the word. Calories are measurements. Yeah, the metaphor just makes sense to everybody because nobody likes to think of their digestive system as an actual like chemical thing. Everybody just imagines they have a white light inside them that burns all of the food and produces like magical, like floaty yeah, energy. It, it can be bigger. The calorie gnomes carry them away. <laughs> <laughs> I have calorie gnomes. Yeah. They're called probiotics. I have calories. There you go. Yeah. I got calorie elves. <laughs> budget. It's budget just, gnomes. Budget gnomes, yeah. <laughs> it's just bacon and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, but uh, to, to get back to the kind of thing, like if you want to build muscle and burn fat at the same time, should you eat more or less or some mixture of the two? Should you vary your caloric intake throughout the week? How should you uh, approach and that? So that question depends on your specific goals and your specific body type body type, and where you're starting from. Okay. Let's say I weigh 172 pounds. <laughs> cool. All right. We're, we're doing the, the N of one like uh, experimental model, which is an important way to figure out your own Go personal thing. You have a friend that weighs 172 pounds. No, it's me. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 172. I would like to get down to 161 at a roughly 13-12% body fat. That would be my goal. And then I would uh, like to uh, from that point maintain abs and get my weight back up to like 185. Should I just straight cut in bulk or should I try to lower my body composition my body fat percentage while increasing muscle mass before you answer that what's with that face you're making that entire time 
I'm looking. <laughs> so sorry. Did I make a face? You made. A you're making. You're making a face. It's on camera. So like when you when you said um, when you said uh, this friend of yours weighs 172 and he wants to get down to be you guys guys. It's, no, it is him. It's, he confirmed mean. it's him. Like I said, uh, you know, anonymity and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, HIPAA and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, that's what is that? 11 pounds. Something I was trying like that, yeah. to do the mental math while you were talking to associate how much how much of a percentage change that is. And off the top of my head I was I was I got to like eleven ish. Yeah. And that's that's a big change. Because you don't know you don't know what your standard body comp well, you probably do know what your standard body composition is right now. Yeah. I, I float at fifteen percent. I'm working very hard to get below that point. So and if you want to stay at Thirteen around thirteen percent body fat, just mm-hmm. walking around without doing any type of cutting. Um, you, you're really only losing like a net three percent, mm-hmm. and that doesn't equate to three percent of one seventy two. Mm-hmm. Right now is not eleven pounds. Right. So my my face was cut off an arm. The math, yeah. <laughs> the, the math didn't do right. I mean, you're you're pretty close to your goal percentage already. Just take one off. Let's see here. How does one look like Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. Yeah. Uh, All right. So I like. I only masks. need to. <laughs> I only need to lose like five pounds. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Really, really to hit that goal, you really only need yeah like five pounds because uh, for your body type, if if you take yourself, think about it. Like bodybuilders do these big fluctuations in body composition, mm-hmm. and they they bulk they bulk up a lot. This and this is not an industry I'm super familiar with, but I know the relative science behind what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So on a on a general on a general tip. Like they do a lot of big shifting in their body composition. So yes, it's possible to do. Your question's answer is yes, it mm-hmm. could be done. And it's through targeted dieting and it's through targeted weight training. So, I mean, then the cut and bulk model, like it, to make this super simple, like I, I should concentrate solely on cutting that five pounds and then uh, focus more on like hypertrophy training and just eating myself back up. <clears throat> I think hypertrophy training goes better as you you don't have to concentrate on your your diet um, mm-hmm. as much, right? Because you need clay in order to make form something, and if you're trying to stimulate your body through mechanical tension to build more muscle fiber, you need more clay in that workshop to pat it on and build the muscle, and then you sand off the outside and you get looking like Michelangelo's. Gotcha. I, I got a question. On. I don't even know what what you guys just said. What kind of training is that? Hypertrophy is what is that? That's building muscle. muscle. Oh, okay. That's so, a lot, big rep ranges. Trying trying to go for the actual burn and the pump. Uh, you're damaging your muscles in order to. Uh, there's a finger. Yeah, uh, not quite actually. <laughs> so hypertrophy, as a definition, as a defined term, is a state of growth that your muscle can go into. Um, so your your muscle fibers, as a result of exercise, can either increase in diameter, they can get physically larger, mm-hmm. or they can split, the cells can split, and you'll get more of them. And when you when you go through hypertrophy, that's a specific style of training designed to increase the big the density, the diameter of the muscle fiber itself. Hmm. Now that's accessed through actually higher weights, mm-hmm. lower repetitions, primarily. See, primarily that's a, that's I had always uh, heard that it was strength gains five reps and below. See, this is the difference between a college degree and like hanging out and on bro like gym websites, yeah, bro science, <laughs> like bodybuilding.com forums. So, so well. To that point, though, that's how you've been working out lately. Yeah, I've been doing a higher rep ranges, um, and I've been eating like between twenty-two and twenty-six hundred calories per day, 
and just trying to like burn myself out every time I go to the gym. In a nutshell, like there's there's actually five like according to the the National Academy of Sports Medicine's model of exercise science and prescription, which is one of the certifications that I had. Um, they they break it down into five categories of of resistance based on intensity, and the hypertrophy category sits in in the like the third level, and um, that third level is 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 not quite like your maxes. You're not going for like one two three rep maxes. You're trying to put in volume right. of work through establishing sets, um, and you're looking to do between you know three to five sets depending on what your tolerance level for exercise is. Mm-hmm. But you're also looking to be using um, between eighty five and ninety percent of your weights. So right. It's not. It's doable. Ninety percent of your one rep max, essentially. Okay. Yes, which is the standard for judging strength. Okay. So, so that's hypertrophy. That's mm-hmm. hypertrophy. No, I appreciate that. So we're getting real deep in this rabbit hole, and we're only on our second question. So let's go deeper. <laughs> so all right. So what sort of a uh, pro- programming would be optimal then, if I'm looking to build muscle while simultaneously burning fat? Mm-hmm. I would say like you have to look at a superset of some. Well, okay. So there are there are different ways of structuring your exercises when you when you build a program. That, that can have different benefits. But if you are if you work on any type of resistance exercise and you pair it with something that allows you to recover your creatine phosphate stores so you can hit your next set of that higher weight with the right kind of intensity um, while at the same time keeping your heart rate elevated mm-hmm. you know, to an aerobic level. So circuit training would be one way of doing circuit that. Circuit training is one way, but with hypertrophy training, it's difficult because you can't string your exercises together um, so closely. I mean, you still want to be able to burn them out. So right. You still want to be able to tax the muscle. So you should enough. take a break in between workouts. Not not saying take a break, like sit on your Facebook or whatever. But I'm talking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, bro. <laughs> but, so let's uh, let's like stacking. You do a when bench else press. will I communicate with the Chrome Dome fans? That's when, a good point. Whenever <laughs> they no they point. actually get a you know, song yeah, Whenever we have them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if I'll we let you know when we find one. <laughs> so let's say. Let's say it's squat day, and I'm doing five sets of five, like between seventy and ninety percent of my one rep max. Mm-hmm. Between, and I want to take like long breaks between those because I want to focus on strength at that point, mm-hmm. right? So around two minutes, two minutes, yeah, two to three okay. minutes max. You really don't need to be sitting around for longer than that. In between right. workouts or in between no, no, in reps, between, in between sets, sets, got yeah. it. Okay, and in between workouts, that that depends on what you're doing. And so what during you're on. So during that two to three minutes, I should find like some a sort commercial. of commercial. It depends. <laughs> <laughs> so in between those uh, those sets, that two to three minutes, I should be doing something aerobic, right? And I usually like if I'm if I'm working with myself, I I like to get as much work in as possible. Uh, I, my time is really limited now. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you yeah. get it. You yeah, know, yeah. We both had kids around the New same dads. time. What's up? So yeah, Aww. and uh, <laughs> like that. You'll get there someday, bud. One day, I'll be a real boy. You'll just quit using condoms and everything will be. It'll just really, fall just, into place. It's really nice. Just, just work do it. Itself out. Just do it. I mean, it's fun. Talk it over first, but yeah. do it. <laughs> Don't talk it over. Just put poke a hole in there. So when you're doing squats, <laughs> when you're doing squats and you're throwing a lot of weight up and you and you're and you're hitting a set built for hypertrophy, your yeah. follow up exercise. I like to use a. Um, a different muscle group motion entirely. Mm-hmm. Now, not necessarily muscle group, but like a movement pattern. Mm-hmm. So a squats exercise is a leg dominant exercise. You're using your knees, you're using your hips, 
you're using your core, you're using your upper back. So everything's really involved in it. Primarily what's not involved with the squat is your, your chest, all your upper body pushing motions. Mm-hmm. So you could uh, theoretically do two minutes of push-ups in between a set of squats. That's no joke. And get to, yeah, <laughs> damn right, it's no joke. Two minutes of push-ups is a lot of push-ups. If you can't do two minutes straight of push-ups, of course, you can alter your exercises and say, all right, I'm going to do push-ups till failure, and then I'm going to do wall balls, and then I'm going to do like... Uh, decline or incline push-ups as your strength mm. fades just keep going keep working yeah you could do uh just like girly push-ups uh, on your knees right or, you know hey, that's uh that's a little sexist there dude i know but i don't know how else to call it i grew up look he's dwindled down this niche girl. enough we, <laughs> we, we know who our fan base is, is about already, seven of them i've already maintained that the no women watch youtube <laughs> yeah like well your mother does your mother is a uh, subscribe she, she listens to the podcast she yeah. doesn't use the youtube Oh, she does. She actually does listen to the podcast. The YouTube. Yeah. She listens. Yeah, she doesn't. She calls it the YouTube. So I'm. We have a couple Makes people sense. who haven't even seen the YouTube videos, but do listen to the yeah, podcast yeah. on like Spotify or something. I like the fact that you're hitting them from multi multi sensory yeah. like yeah. strategies. It's yeah. smart. Okay, and now what? Uh, the question is, what should the nutrition be if I'm trying to? Because that's you know, if you're trying to reveal the abs, it's all done in the kitchen. Absolutely. So, what am I eating? Man, nobody got that. Did you get that? Yeah. No, whatever. All right. You're fired. Get out of here. But so uh, when it comes down to that, like your your body functions in terms of energy usage. So to the, to best really frame this conversation, you need to talk about nutritional sciences as thinking about energy mm-hmm. and different molecules. There's three different macronutrients: carbohydrates, fats, and proteins, and they break down um, and provide the body with different amounts of energy, uh, different calories, and that that. That measurement of heat that's coming out from this food breaking down is what's stimulating everything else to be powered. So it's really, it all comes down to heat when, when you're talking about nutrition. Um, carbohydrates, fats, and proteins, back on track. Uh, when, you, when you break them down, you get the most energy from fats. Um, you get the least energy from carbohydrates and proteins. And so when you, when you break down fats, you get nine calories, nine kilocalories, or nine, yeah, nine kilocalories per gram. And carbohydrates and proteins is four mm-hmm. so and then alcohol is seven just in case you were wondering <laughs> i was <laughs> so we should do shots before the workout i mean the yeah, process is weird it might feel funny <laughs> don't jump on any boxes <laughs> or like sprint anywhere all right duly noted but um, when it comes down to that in, in nutritional science looks at those when they you discuss the the percentages of what you're supposed to be eating or supposed to be eating to do things um, the science is really centered around low carbohydrate diets in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. It's it's been a trend and it's been a niche nutritional uh, meetup that happens at like a Dunkin' Donuts on Thursdays. In, well, not at a Dunkin'. Donuts. I have never met at a Dunkin' like Donuts. A su- like a well, sweet they, tomatoes, maybe. No, they, <laughs> yeah, there you they flew go. Under yeah. the radar, they were like, no one will suspect Perfect. us meeting here. Yeah. But, um, and they're like, do you guys want anything other than coffee? I'm like, no. <laughs> so at the beginning of this conversation, though, you sounded like you weren't too keen on the keto thing. Well, I, I'm not too keen on buzzwords. Okay, so that's what it is specifically. Not I necessarily think, the diet, just the fact that everybody's jumping on the bandwagon. Bingo. Okay. I don't like bandwagons. Well, I mean, that's fair enough. Neither do I. like do bands. I. I like wagons, but don't but, put them together. But Zach and I have been doing the keto thing all year, and we've had amazing results. I am, right. I am you have firmly. Channel, and the channel's bomb. It gives great recipes, and the science that's behind <laughs> low-carbohydrate diets has actually changed a lot in the last couple of years because our ability to see and understand and do these studies and document the data on 
on larger cohorts of people yep. has increased a lot. So right. uh, think about Atkins, right? Charles right. Atkins, the Atkins diet. That came about in like the mid-early 2000s. And it's been 10, 15 years since his work came out. And it's basically keto. I mean, it's a lower carb kind of thing. I mean, you you might end up in ketosis on the Atkins diet. I don't really. I didn't really study it very much because but, I no. I wasn't really care. I, well, I don't. Care. The, I, I either, think the so, difference with the fair. if I'm not mistaken, the difference with the Atkins diet is that you can have some carbs and it's lower fat. Yeah. So but it's it, just like, it's a more moderate keto. So I, I believe the Atkins diet was a was a it had a higher protein ratio right higher more, more protein, even protein than to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. protein and fats yeah which is the kind of, i kind of prefer that honestly i do too you get you get into problems with like what's it called Gluca, gluconeogenesis with protein like if you have too much protein then you're no longer then your body doesn't uh preferentially burn the fat anymore and they correct i have heard that re- I have heard, I have seen articles where people, and these are not scientifically cited articles. These are gym head articles. It's like body men's fitness.com or sure. whatever. But I've seen that they uh, see that that's a good thing and a bad thing, depending on the source that you're talking about. And depending on the person too. Yeah. I mean, you, everybody's different. Everybody burns, uh, everybody's met- metabolism works at a certain distance. Everybody's genetics prefer certain food groups over others. That's a that's really you, important point. That's why you got food allergies, right? So, yeah. I mean, if you, if you are allergic to high amounts of protein for whatever, uh, you know, reason, it won't work out for you to do that. So basically the answer to what, how should I be eating is it depends. You have you would have to find out for yourself. You don't. You know, throughout the years, just I've tried. Experiment. I've tried the most ridiculous diets, mm-hmm. like just to try things because I'm curious. I'm curious to see what's out there and how people live their lives. You have and to be. I'm just you know, and I try even if I think it's the dumbest thing. And the dumbest thing I ever did is I did like the juice cleanse. I did like, one of those too for like four days. Yeah, I made I made it three and a half. Yeah, or maybe three. Yeah, three and a, yeah, three three and a half basically. Like that, that sucked. Yeah. Hated that. Never did it again. But I tried it. I wanted to see what it was like. The others, honestly, I'm going to get some haters now. The second worst one I ever did was vegan. Yeah. I lasted a week. Now it's you carving the niche down. Dude, oh, yeah. No, <laughs> no, no, it's not that. I know it's perfectly fire. If, if you can do it, if you can do it, the more power to you. But I just, it drove me nuts. You I, see, I could swear I was getting I sw- grumpy by the end of it, too. I swear I, I can see the hungry. smoke trail from yeah. you backtracking so quickly. <laughs> so I guess my, my point is, too, like... Another big thing with with dieting is that it has to be sustainable. Yeah. If you're doing something no, that's, that's going to be that temporary, like for me, mm-hmm. the juicing and the vegan thing, and even I even did vegetarianism, which is close, but I, I couldn't sustain it. I couldn't stay with it. The greatest thing for me be doing this keto thing. I've been doing it for what ten months now, yeah, easily. Love it. It Love was it. It, it was like a switch. I flipped the switch and I was doing it. So you found that it uh, the style of cooking, without the recipes, a doubt, and the shopping Does all fit into your normal it lifestyle. Just fits in. It and just the, fit. It clicks. And that's what matters the most. Yeah, and yeah. I feel great. And I honestly, well, okay, I take that back. Well, <laughs> Realizing it's, it's a lifestyle change and not just doing it for cosmetic reasons or, or temporary right. reasons. Well, that initially, is, uh, I was like, I want to drop. That's primary. That matters the most. I would have stopped doing it if. Uh, because I already hit my goal weight. I was like, all right, I wanted to, I lost close to 30 pounds. And I was like, all right, I did it. Uh, if I didn't actually feel so much better doing it, I would have gone back to my normal diet at this point. I physically feel better. I have le- this isn't, <laughs> less irritable bowel syndrome, to be honest with you. No, I'm serious. Like, That's it good. Was, That's really I don't know good. what it is. Maybe it was the gluten and the carbs or what, but I was just having a tough time for a while. I didn't feel good. I was getting sick frequently. 
I don't know, man. It just cleared me up. I've been feeling great all year. I, yeah, man. I feel young again. Get those gluten gnomes yeah. out of there. There, <laughs> the gluten gnomes. <laughs> They're real. They're absolutely real. I don't make fun of them. They are totally real, and they will screw up your digestive system if you are mildly allergic to the them. gluten gnomes. You heard it here first. The gluten gnomes. Yeah. So that lifestyle change is key. Having it fit into your life is key. Yes. Um, finding real results and noticing that that you're actually seeing some progress. Like yes. That, I would I would add not using the weight as your the scale uh, weight as your only measure of progress. Fair it's enough. Very important. I did I did do that, but yeah. I mean it worked out for me. I mean honestly, I've put on a few pounds since then, but I mm-hmm. think I've put on good weight since then because I've been hitting the gym pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the overall to answer the question finally, the overall statement when it comes to nutrition, it does depend on your goals. So if you're looking to lose weight and you are training on a very strict regimented program, you need to pay close attention to what you're putting into your body so you don't underfeed yourself accidentally by paying mm-hmm. attention to like calories only. Because if you get your macronutrients in line so that you're eating the right stuff, but you're not eating enough of it, you're going to burn yourself into a hole. So and that right. can cause a lot of problems, sleep, sleepiness, injuries, headaches, yeah, irritable any, anytime body you're, part syndrome. Anytime you're <laughs> underfeeding your body you don't while say overtaxing bowel? it. I mean, that's one of them. <laughs> there, are, there are other, like irritable colon mm. syndrome, irritable jejunum syndrome, duodenum right. syndrome. So, I mean, so to sum up, if you want to lose the weight, uh, you're going to have to eat at a caloric deficit, but you need to really pay attention that you're getting all of your macros correctly. And then once you have that in line, you need to really make sure you're getting plenty of the micros too. The deficit thing, like you should really, you should know your targets first off. So Mm -hmm. don't, don't arbitrarily go out there and be like, I need X amount of calories to survive without having some real understanding of how you get to that. There are, there are calculators online that you can use. Oh, my girl loves me. Yeah. Unprofessional. Super. Put her on silent. <laughs> it is. Call her up. That's get her the vibration. Well, let's get her I on the cast. The- <laughs> She'll love it. No, she, no. she will. She will. Maybe next time. I'll, I'll swing it by her and see what she thinks. So, okay. I don't want to. So yeah, that would that would be the the giant question has been answered essentially. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to spend too much more time on that one. No, because we have so many important things to discuss in this week's weekly wrap up. Bump up. A Japanese man finds true love by marrying his soulmate, a hologram. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. A monkey with autism is treated with antidepressants. I've got a retarded monkey. His name is Bingo. His name is Bingo. And finally, a man dressed as Spider-Man scales a building without any safety equipment. Was his name Alex? Spider-Pig does whatever a Spider-Pig does. All right, so this top story was this uh, Japanese man marries a hologram. So, first of all, I read the article. It was not a, a legally binding marriage. Mm-hmm. There's a company called, uh, well, it's a famous company, I guess, Gatebox. They do AI in Japan. And uh, they're the ones that have, I guess, issued this marriage license. Mm-hmm. They've done this now 3,700 times. This man is not the first. Yeah. His name He's is... just the first to get famous. Let's see if I could pronounce his name. Akihiko Kondo. I like that. Yeah, that sounded good. Mr. Kondo, do you? (laughs) So, uh, to nobody's surprise, not a single family member showed up to his wedding. Yeah, his mom was really disappointed in him. Not happy. But mom, it's not a legally binding marriage. (laughs) But I love her. Why don't you support me? Now this now this Japanese man has a British accent, so it's uh, it's <laughs> definitely sense, 
It's definitely a hologram of like an anime character. It is. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, is it hot? It, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's anime. It's all like freakishly weird. Married for its personality. I gotta say, man. Japanese love their anime. Oh, they do. I don't think I'm breaking any ground there, but no. wow, they're marrying these things? Yeah. What is it? It's uh, a heavy cult I actually read the name earlier, like, and I don't, I've never seen the anime, but I think it's Hatsume is the... It's something like that. Yeah. I have, I have no idea, but it's, you know, a perfect, like, otaku fanboy, like, uh, I, I don't know, fantasy idol thing. But this thing, uh, I guess, it, like, it's better than marrying actual children, though, right? Oh, easily. Okay, yeah, this world's better. He's not hurting anybody. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. It's just him. It's just. I mean, if he's that. happy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, no, it's sick. But so it's well, <laughs> is it sick or is it weird? So this it's hologram, trauma, so, it is. It is by his own admission trauma induced. Does he know that he's not happy? Oh, I didn't read that. So he knows he he's said not that? happy. No, well, it's. I'm reading between the lines a little here. He was rejected horribly and bullied mercilessly uh-huh. by women in high school. And he every time that he tried to reach out, he was, you know, ridiculed and rejected. And he was just a sensitive kid and he couldn't take it anymore. And he felt, you know, resentful against all women. But he found solace in this weird hologram. And I should mention this this hologram, it, it like does stuff. It's like a Siri or it's like a home automation machine. Well, that's what this company, Gatebox, specializes in. It's like an AI machine. Yeah, it's pretty impressive not like, to, from a technological <laughs> point of view, but it's also kind of super strange that he's developed it. it again, have you, seen, have you seen Her yet? Well, I know you asked me this in another podcast, and I still haven't seen it, but I was thinking of that movie that's, the whole time. That's uh, a lot where we're going, but it's got a physical representation now. So he's, well, it, it, this guy in Japan... Uh, if he wants to bring this hologram around with him, he substitute it with a stuffed animal of her. Yeah, it's rustic. Like it's like this tiny little, like, probably I mean, seven or eight. It's a plushie. They make like robots now that are fully sized. Yeah, but then that's heavy, and he's got to carry that thing around. They, he could they, slip they, this bro, thing in walk. his pocket. Have you seen the Boston Dynamics stuff? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, they walk. I almost uh, they parkour. I almost <laughs> sent you a, an an article <laughs> about the world's first human uh, like blowjob machine. What? Yeah, it's a. <laughs> It's it's a it's a robot program for oral sex, and it's got an AI that they they made a bot watch like a thousand hours of blowjob porn. <laughs> so it so it learned techniques. from it. It's really hard, kid. <laughs> Dude, see, people were worried about Skynet. <laughs> no, not a problem. Imagine These things that are gonna thing be our best friends. Yeah. Holy moly! What? That yeah, too. yeah. So I mean, that's a thing now. They have. I mean. It, I don't know. For some reason, like all this weird, like robot stuff. Like there was Boston Dynamics, like things that are going to kill us, like AI that's too advanced that we don't understand, and then like blowjob and sex doll machines. And it's both ends of the spectrum. It's really like your your id. Is that what it is? Or your yeah, it's your id, your id coming yeah. out. Yeah, it's in robot form. Yeah, mm-hmm. like we're meeting all those demands for fighting people and also fucking. Did so. you- <laughs> This is exactly how the world ends. Did you see the clip of the dudes that were training a robot how to fire a gun? That's really dumb. No, there's a clip of it on YouTube, man. It gave me the chills straight up. Like yeah. some stuff, I'm just like, don't do that. Did don't you see, do that. I saw the one with the, <laughs> with the drone that they put like a flamethrower on. They got one of those yeah, uh, yeah, Tesla flamethrowers and yeah. they put it on a drone. I was like, I'm, that's amazing. That's just cool to me. If it doesn't look, if it's not shaped like a human, I'm not as afraid of it for some reason. If it's got legs and arms, 
What or if, if I, it's like those robots from Ro- from RoboCop, the Terminator, like, or like the yeah, like that's that's more terrifying to me. Like what that's if, a threat. Uh, what if I duct taped uh, Nick Cage's face on the front of it? Ooh, I might like it. <laughs> so speaking of building robots to do cool stuff and duct taping people's faces on them. Um, we we watched this Netflix show that was a guy doing stand up magic and he went to MIT and or so you SoCal Berkeley Berkeley UCAL South I don't there's a college in UCLA California. sure <laughs> that one <laughs> he went to the robotics department and, and decided wanted to throw down and have a contest and see who could do magic better him or mm-hmm. a robot and they built him a robot in like a week that did three magic tricks legitimately and yeah, it had, it had their director's that. face on a screen I saw that but the robot's magic tricks were not nearly as cool as his boom magic I mean yeah it was pretty standard stuff but yet, yet. they did it not I mean, as cool did it but yet yeah yet, yet, yet fair enough it's very it's like soon watch me build this pre-assembled house of cards very soon yeah. they'll have a a David Copper magic <laughs> David Copperbot, and he'll actually be made of copper <laughs> yeah and it'll be making whole nations disappear, and it's going to be awesome. Like Mr. Copperfield, that was kind of like twelve percent of our our export. <laughs> like, please bring that back. <laughs> like I will as soon as I escape from this <laughs> straitjacket. And he rips out of it because he's a robot and he's super strong. Um, Neat. What's, <laughs> what's the next story? <laughs> the next story is the monkey with autism is treated uh, with antidepressants. So this is interesting because I didn't even know they really did this. They intentionally altered this thing's DNA at uh, while it was just a small little embryo. Yeah, and uh, so crazy. they they knew intentionally. You know, they knew this thing was going to have autism, and they studied it for several weeks, and it was spinning circles around its cage, and just it wasn't very social. Circles. Just walking in circles and circles and circles. So they um, prescribed it uh, Prozac, yes. specifically, which is exactly what you want if you're an autistic monkey. Um, uh, yeah, autistic monkeys like Prozac. I really, know. really love the photo that they used of this monkey on the cover of the story. Oh, I didn't even see it. Oh, man, it was great. It's just a caption monkey that's going like... <laughs> terrified? <laughs> what are these people doing to just me? Just terrified and full of wonder and just like... Oh. Did, did it really look like super innocent? Or? It, it just looked like it was overstimulated. Like it just had like too much input coming in. Glossy eyes. So here's that weird question where I go and like say, okay, autism. I know a little bit about it. It's... It is a spectrum. There are varying degrees of autistic function and dysfunction. Yeah. I guess if you want to call it, I don't want to offend anybody. But um, mm-hmm. when when it comes down to it, like, did they know what they were doing when they engineered it? Like, did they know how and in what ways it would probably autism? not? I I really feel like just scientists are just messing around and they're just poking things and seeing what's happening. I'm sure they had an idea of an effect that they were going for because they've mapped the human genomes. I don't know how far down the genetic line they've got with the nap with the mapping but uh you know could you imagine how many they screwed up on a lot it's like oh no that's the dna that gives them a fifth leg <laughs> that's yeah. not what we meant to do kill uh, it yeah it, it wasn't born to start with what so. do they do with the mistakes yeah uh, they're they're in a pile things like that <laughs> 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 Damn, they're sir. just in a they're just on a pile as a warning to the others <laughs> Oh, dude. Dark. <laughs> That's a turn for the worse. So, yeah. I mean, I... They built there's a robot really n- with Nicolas Cage's face on it to come clean him up. There's really not much to go on in this story. I just love the phrase autistic monkey. Autistic monkey. And then we, we did get to play the song. You want to hear it again? Yeah. One more time. I found this song randomly on YouTube today. Who sings this? I don't know. Got we should give that a shout out. His name is Bingo. His name is Bingo. So it is interesting though because when they this thing was spinning around its uh, cage so much that they said after it was prescribed Prozac 
it's it's spun around its cage 86% less and socialized 15%, 15 more. more. I'm sorry, 15 times more. Yeah, which is good. It's kind of amazing. It, but well, it's, antidepressants really, really work, but, man. They, <laughs> but don't antidepressants also sometimes lead to suicide? Yes. Like, this autist, this could be a monkey suicide on our hands. Well, they 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 work for the it's people a that controlled environment. They work. They work for the people or animals that they are for. It's you know, it's an overprescribed. Like a lot of people think it's a catch-all, and like, oh, if I'm depressed, I'll just take Prozac. But maybe you're not depressed. Maybe your life just sucks. You know, and you, you know, you need to like Depression get out there and do things. You hear that, Cuba fans? Doom. Maybe you're not depressed. Maybe your life just sucks. Hey, speaking as one, <laughs> one such man to another, try and make some positive changes. Get obsessed with lifting for no reason, and mm-hmm. um, exercise is phenomenal for your mental health. Yeah, and there, uh, there are says a well the accepted health guy. Fact. Yeah, I mean, there's a well accepted fact that I know because I'm in that field. He's also mentally healthy. Yeah, check out I can the website to I don't that. have yet. Do you not have a website? No, I mean, I'm super self-conscious about promoting myself when it comes down to it. Oh, you can't be like that. Um, Sell yourself, man. But yeah. I am. <laughs> super self-conscious. Well, it could start right here. You're, hey, you're, I guess you're, it is. You you're know, under- actually being on your show and knowing that you had video presentation was one of the big caveats for even stepping up and talking. You know, just like getting deep here. Mm-hmm. Um, this type of medium, when you know, literally, this is going to be a legacy item, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So expressing yourself and expressing thoughts especially thoughts on contested items like science yeah yeah, yeah. And, nutrition um, and nutrition especially nutrition where yeah any any opinion you utter is gonna be immediately gonna be hit yeah. by the you know the negativity gnomes mm-hmm. they, they come out in force they can These smell that damn gnomes <laughs> they can smell it they can smell it through the internet yeah now. without a doubt yep especially if you post things on the internet i'm just glad they're not leprechauns Oh, speak, you know, speak, have you heard about the comments we've gotten on a couple of videos? <laughs> no. He's been called cringy three times now. Cringy? Three? Once in person and twice comments on, on a... Cringe word. Oh, no, 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 he person. didn't. The third one, uh, I don't want to say his name. Ron Mexico? <laughs> no. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ron Mexico. You're I'll tell you later. I ain't, got, I ain't got nothing on Ron Mexico's cringeworthy. <laughs> yeah. But he's he's getting some. Did you hear uh, his bisectomy story yet? Uh, oh, you got to tune into the last podcast. Uh, Anybody who's listening right now who did not listen to our last episode, you got to tune in. I'm shocked you haven't clipped that up yet. And I, I stopped clipping as much as I used to because it took all oh, so much time. Uh, like between the three, I don't. We're down to one camera now because I just don't have the time on the weekends. Fair enough. And every time I was clipping one of those things. So sometimes if I do clip now, if you follow us on Twitter, it's at Chrome Dome Radio. I do clip there. It's way easier to do it that way because I can just grab this one little clip and mm-hmm. throw it like straight on Twitter or Instagram. Okay. It's easier doing it that way than through YouTube. Word. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's talk about this dude who uh, dressed as Spider-Man and scaled a building without any safety equipment. I'm super what? interested in this story. What an awesome dude. How tall was this building? So actually, good question. It's called the... the I'm gonna, I might butcher this. It's in... England, it's called the Heron Building or the Heron Building. Let's see, Heron Building height. And was this guy's name Alex Honnold? No. His name was, who's Alex Honnold? He's a free story. Fun story about a free solo climber. He's a guy who climbs really tall stuff without any supportive equipment. And, uh, oh, I've heard of him. That's he recently name? just summited uh, a really, really uh, impressive peak in Yosemite National Park. Um, that was, it was like four and a half hours of climbing this granite stone face mm. without a rope. Not and only he does just, he... He did it like 50,000 times. 50, wow. With a rope. With yeah. a rope, though. Knew the route. He knew what he was doing. But man, he still did it. 
and that's just impressive not only does he do that mentally but he does he does like certain climbs like faster than anybody else can correct which is incredible yes and also i would think necessary when you don't have a rope (laughs) yeah (laughs) he was he was on joe rogan um after he was part of his tour and yeah, he's been on a couple of times the, the physiological status of what he did and he dug into the nutrition of climbing yeah. for four hours straight yeah what's well, a what about this guy though what's oh, his name so this is uh, the, the building by the way was 755 feet tall yikes all right so his name is elaine robert and uh he's not new to this he's done this before guess what else he's scaled the empire state, state building the eiffel tower ready for this one the burj khalifa boom shakalaka. wait that's a big one that's like it's was one of the tallest. It was, it was either, at one point the tallest, yeah, I think. Yeah. I don't know if it is anymore. Or it might still China be the tallest building, building yeah. but it's not the tallest freestanding object anymore. It might have been at one point. Interesting. That's psychotic. He, did, he got to the top of that thing? Yes. The wind had to be nuts. That is so cool. How do you get into that? So I watched, the, there's a plenty of video of this, by the way, on YouTube, terrifying. if you want to check this out yourself. What he did was, imagine, you know how like walls come to a corner? Mm-hmm. So he used the corners. He was basically in the corner of of this uh, area here, and he climbed all the way to the top. He had a crowd of people on the ground. There were cops, there were ambulances. Well, he got arrested, we, right? Oh, he oh, got yeah. A, yeah, so he's actually sure. going to have to serve 20 weeks in jail, and he was fined $7,000. Guess what they arrested him for? What? This is so British. Trust he was magic. a public nuisance. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess is like public disturbance to us. Public just, I love it. They were like, we were planning to have 30 just, people standing around on the sidewalk yeah. watching you. They were you. enjoying it. <laughs> if you consider being super inspired by the achievement of humanity, yeah. like, yeah, I'm we really... Inconvenience. They have by this. to arrest him because think of all the copycats. Then he's now he's, his gonna, name yeah, is everywhere. Themselves. So yeah. many people are going to attempt to do the same thing and kill themselves. There has to be repercussions. Still, that need that dude needs to be rewarded. Not like <laughs> he I mean, he's that's incredible. From us. He's cool. He should get he should get a gold star, a medal, a blue ribbon, and maybe like a merit badge. Fifty acres and a mule. Merit badge. <laughs> And a large stake. Yeah. So, fun fact about that guy: um, we've been, we, my wife and I, got really into rock climbing last year, mm-hmm. and a phenomenal sport. So, we started doing some research about the climbers and like the field, and watched a couple of cool documentaries by uh, the guy who, <clears throat> the same guy who filmed this um, Alex Honnold one. Uh, the movie's called Free Solo. It's super cool to watch. Not and, Netflix. Um, no, it's at like limited theaters and stuff okay. right now, so you can see it. Oh, super wow. underground. So it's, it's, it's super new. underground. Bro. Oh, it's in it's in the theaters now. Yeah, we saw it at the AMC on Barrett Parkway. Neat. Oh, sick! I like that theater. It's pretty cool. That's yeah, nice. That's good. But um, apparently, this climber Elaine, um, he got an injury climbing that prevents him from doing certain moves, mm-hmm. and so he only attempts climbs that are repetitive in nature. So like that corner move, he uses the same move like interesting four hundred yes. times or some five hundred wow. times or however I've times heard it this takes from, to get to the top. I've heard this from rock that climbers. That is some crazy like stress on your joints. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, probably. That's a lot. I mean, you're just gravity acting on that same movement over, over and over again. And over. Yeah, that's wild. But it's fascinating because he talking about like why you get into this kind of thing. Like, why would you want to do that? I mean, I. I like climbing things, but I also like being able to come down. And you know, I don't like the mortal peril, moderate peril, well, not people, mortal peril. People get a high off different things, and that's his high. Well, it's one of those things like, why do you do it? Because I, because I can, because I can. That's it too. Because I want to see what's right. possible. Right? Like, did you, uh, did you see the the dude that swam around Britain? No, oh, I saw. I, I saw yeah. some stuff about not, that. Not Britain, excuse me. The, the UK. UK. He yeah. swam around the UK. It took How him long did it take five him? and a half months. 
He didn't stop. Wait, six hours was, on, six hours how, off. What was he eating? Basic sleeping. Fish. He was, <laughs> <laughs> on the fly. Now, a lot of a lot of oats, honey, almond butter, like just easily digestible things because no he was, had so much salt in his mouth that his tongue started to fall no apart. No way. This is a, another like one that I listened to on Joe Rogan's podcast. He's a great guest. His name was Ross Edgley. And, like, this is a part of, like, the big fitness, like, deep dive that I went on. Because this guy's, like, this crazy super endurance athlete. Not only did he, uh, he swim around, uh, great, uh, the UK, but he has, in his life, run, twisted. he has run a marathon with a truck behind him. He's dragged a truck while running 26 miles. He has uh, dragged a 100-pound tree while doing a long free swim from, like, between islands. Dude, come on. He's, he's insane. On. It's, and I'm, I'm... What? What kind of darkness do you have inside of you? <laughs> yes. You got to go to a place. Six yeah. hours... Ain't nobody else going with you. <laughs> six hours on, and then you immediately have to get out of the water because the tides change. And if the tides change and you're in the water, you're farther oh off than gosh. when you first started. Like he, they had to calculate the tides every t- every day. Then he has to eat, like get enough like energy to you know swim another six hours. He's not cramp. Yeah, and then he's got to sleep for like a couple of hours because he's doing phasic sleep. And he just he did this. This was his life for five and a half months. He just got done. He got done November fourth. Wow, twenty eighteen. That's insane. He spent almost half of his year. Yeah, doing that. Yeah. I have such a respect for the the, the mentality. Psychotic. Yeah. The, 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 maybe not the maybe not the mentality, but the the devotion to a cause that ultra that's marathoners a, and these ultra ultra athletics. That's a single man yeah. right there. Yeah. You can't just take five months no, off your that's life. A real good woman, <laughs> bro. Don't lie. Ain't no woman that good. Honey, honey you're gonna make money off this, right? <laughs> well, I have sponsors, dear. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for tuning in. Please like and subscribe. If you have a topic you would like to see us cover on next week's episode, hit us up on Twitter at Chrome Dome Radio. Everyone, thanks a lot. Tell a friend. Thanks for having us. We'll see you next Monday. The fuck? <laughs> yeah. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>